go ahead and drop in together and get started. If you would like to join me, if it's safe for you to do so, maybe you start to close your eyes, start to sit a little taller in your spine or stand a little taller, find supportive posture. Take a moment to feel the earth beneath you. Just feel that gravitational pull down to our planetary core, grounding us in. Maybe clear your mind of what's behind you, what's ahead of you, just ground into the present. Start to notice your body and that connection to gravity. Letting gravity take any tension you're ready to shake out or let go of. Also noticing your breath moving in and out of your body. Deeper and deeper breaths as you soften and relax. When we release that tension, we release restrictions on our breath. So you could keep the eyes closed if you'd like, or you could open them. Either way, I'd like you to take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Just kind of loosen up, shake up your body. Again, eyes could stay closed, or you could open. Take a deep breath in. Open mouth, exhale, maybe with some sound. Again, shake it up, loosen your body, good. One more time if you want, maybe sweeping the arms overhead, inhale, and deep exhale. <sighs> Dropping in. So Sarah says she's tired. Christina says this evening she's feeling a bit silly, a little bit in a playful mood. So that's interesting, Christina, because we're in that cancer energy, but then we'll be shifting into Leo energy, you know, just in the next 24 hours or so. So maybe you're starting to sense that energy on the rise. We also have, I believe if I remember, you have a lot of Aquarius in your chart. I can't remember if that's right. Correct me if that's wrong, but we have Aquarius season coming in two days. So Capricorn season is a little shorter than some of the other seasons. It kind of feels like that because it's the 21st through the 19th, December 21st through January 19th. And that means in two days we'll shift our energy into the air sign of Aquarius, which is a little bit different. Um, Aquarius energy is a little flighty, spontaneous. It likes to um, shift our perspective and kind of turn things upside down. Uh, yeah, she said sun sign in Aquarius. I knew it. I knew that you had some Aquarius there. So I bet that's what you're feeling. You're feeling that pull of like your sun sign coming to you, right? Like it's almost here and you're anticipating it. You're getting really excited about it. So right now, I mentioned that the moon is in Cancer. I also mentioned that this is the wolf moon. We'll talk about what both of these things mean tonight. We're also going to talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon in Pushya Nakshatra. And we'll talk a little bit about retrograde season, right? We're in this Venus and Mercury retrograde right now, which is a little crazy. The Mercury retrogrades in Aquarius, the Venus retrogrades in Capricorn. So there's a very interesting energy there. And speaking of energies, we also have Pluto just kind of right aligned with the sun right now. And that means means that Pluto is in opposition to this moon in Cancer, bringing a lot of energy around endings and new beginnings. So if you're ready to drop in and learn more about the full moon, I welcome you. Let's go ahead and get started. Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. 
I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine. And I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. I wanna start with bringing in the five elements. So when we bring in the five elements, we're just honoring this earth energy. We're honoring that we are natural beings on this earthly planet, which is affected by this moon, right? Like this is our own personal moon related to earth. It doesn't relate to any of the other planets. And so we really wanna bring in the earth energy, especially during a full moon to help keep us grounded. When we are in full moon energy, we feel a little bit more heightened in our energy. Again, Christina, that might be that heightened energy, that silly, playful energy that you're feeling. But also Sarah mentioning that she's extra tired right now. You know, that energy can be really draining if we're really pulled up into our head and we have a lot of time that we spend in our head already. Hello, air signs. I'm a Libra. <laughs> when the air signs are here tonight. Um, but that can be really draining for us as well, especially if we have like a lot of other things that we've been thinking about right now. So let's ground in with the five earthly elements. I'm going to start with the actual element of earth. I'm going to bring in a couple of gemstones tonight, some crystals. I'm going to start with rose quartz. I'm actually wearing a rose quartz mala. And so you can see that this is actually really lightly colored. It's almost white or translucent, but it's got just a tinge of light pink to it. Rose quartz can really vary in its color of pink, but it's always going to be some shade of pink. So I also have this double terminated, just mini wand, and this is rose quartz as well. And you can see compared to my mala, it's a little bit darker, right? You can start to see that that's a lot more pink. Yeah. So anytime we use a wand, we're really enhancing the energy. So I can take that energy right to you right now. You can start to receive some of that rose quartz energy. 
And rose quartz is a pretty common crystal that you can find at most stores or order from most crystal shops online. It works with the energy of the heart, which is really elevated right now with this cancer energy and with this energy of Venus retrograde, maybe a little bit of that Mercury retrograde as well. So that's why we're bringing in rose quartz tonight. We really want to be moving from our heart and viewing things from the perspective of our heart right now. I also have brought in just a couple of other things related to rose. So I have this rose rock, and this particular rose rock comes from Oklahoma. For those of you that don't know, I'm from Oklahoma. That's where I grew up. I now live in Southeast Iowa, but I spent the first 18 years of my life in Oklahoma, and then some after that. And this energy of the moon, this Cancer moon, Cancer is all about the energy of the home, nourishment, kind of the things that make us feel at home. So I love using the power of this particular Oklahoma Rose Rock in my own spiritual practices right now with this full moon to help me feel more at home. But you might just bring in the concept of anything rose shaped in the form of a rock, a crystal, um, maybe it's another type of crystal carved in the shape of a rose, but that will bring you again into that energy of the rose and of the heart. Now speaking of rose, I also have this desert rose selenite. Isn't that gorgeous? Looks like a little rose. This one's two kind of stuck together. I actually used this in my own spiritual practice in my fertility journey um, a couple of years ago, and it's kind of a long story, not worth talking about here right now, um, but I've been putting this crystal on my altar to let the energy of it go and release, and I really felt called to bring this out in the energy of the full moon and cancer, really release that energy, detach it from me, let go of the energy from me, and just allow you to have this energy of this desert rose selenite, however you would like to use it. Now, of course, all of these crystals that I've been using, I've been charging them under the moonlight. I'm gesturing like you can look. There's a window right here. The moonlight is literally like I can look and see the moonlight. She's gorgeous. She's just pouring in right now. But I had all of these items in the window charging up before I brought them into our transmission. So go ahead and soak up the energy of that almost yin and yang, I don't know, duality of this desert rose selenite. Okay, I've also brought in the energy of clear quartz. Very simple clear quartz. Now this is a clear quartz generator. You can see that it's got this pointed area at the top. Again, anytime we use a pointed crystal, we're really enhancing the energy. And I'm bringing in the energy of clear quartz to help enhance the energy of your own clarity, your own insight, your own inner wisdom. I really want you to think about prioritizing, turning within to discover that within this moon, because this relates to the Vedic astrology of Pushya Nakshatra. We'll talk about it in a bit, but just know that if you're trying to drop more into your intuition, or if you're trying to maybe see things more clearly, clear quartz is one that can really help you to open up your third eye and help you to do just that. So I'll bring that generator again right to you. You can take in the energy. Ooh, did you see that little shift there, that reflection? There's another one. There's a lot of energy moving through. Now that's just my light right there on the ceiling, but there's some interesting reflections right there. Cool. 
All right, so the energy of the crystals are now here. And I just wanna mention that if you do not have these crystals or any of these elements that I'm working with tonight that I'm bringing into our circle, it's okay. You actually receive the energy of these elements just by tuning into this transmission because we're doing this through the ether. The ether moves beyond this dimension of what space we're in, in the third dimension. It moves beyond that. It moves beyond the concept of time. So even everyone that's tuning into the replay of this, however they're tuning in, whether it's video or audio, they're receiving the energy of this too. So we're all here collectively receiving this energy. And actually, because we're using these generators and these wands and all of these pointed um, crystals tonight, we're actually enhancing the energy the more people that tune in in the future. So just maybe take a breath and, and let that in for a moment. Like all this collective energy that's growing and expanding right now. It's nice. I can feel it too. I feel very vibrational tonight. So now we're bringing in the earth energy of a smudging stick. Tonight I'm bringing in the energy of Palo Santo. Honestly, it was the only one I had here. Everything else is at my studio. And I wasn't trying to get out today. It's a full moon day. My studio is closed. I really try to honor the moon days and take time off. So I didn't want to go to my studio today because that would have led to me working Try not to do that. So I have this Palo Santo, which is a great oil from Mother Earth. It actually uh, forms from the Palo Santo tree after it's been dead for quite some time. Um, seven, 10 plus years, this resin forms. And when you combine this with the element of fire, this is going to create a smoke or wind connecting us to the element of air. Now, I do source my Palo Santo from a very ethical source, a very sustainable source, and I do encourage you to make sure that you are looking into where you are sourcing things like your crystals, your essential oils, your smudging sticks, because, you know, connecting to this energy of the mother, right? We're in this energy of the mother with cancer energy. We want to make sure that we're honoring our mother earth right like this is our true home this is our mother she holds us here and so we want to make sure that we are doing um you know doing things that honor her especially our spiritual practices so i'm just letting this smoke come to you it's really strong tonight it's really going strong lots of release i have no doubt about that cancer energy is something really relatable to me my own mother was a cancer if some of you may or may not know i have a really strong mother wound I've worked on for a long time, still working on, but in a different way, not so strongly now. I wrote about it in my blog, if you ever want to go check it out. It's also in the newsletter today. So I'm going to take this around the technology and around you, just to cleanse whatever we're using to connect with, cleanse the energy all around. I'm also going to take this around me. It's always good to smudge all the way around. And pretty cleansed already in the space, but we'll just go ahead and give ourselves a little extra. Oh, it smells so good tonight. Things will smell really good when you need them for medicine. And I have no doubt I need to smudge just like my own energy. I need to cleanse tonight to kind of like drop in and heal my own energetic shadows that might be coming through. 
So I'm going to let that just continue to burn. So I've mentioned that other element of fire and then the element of wind and smoke. We also want to bring in the element of water. Now, I always have water with me on these moon circles. I encourage you to drink lots of water, especially during a watery moon. Cancer is a water sign. And if you're an air sign like me and we're moving towards this air energy of Aquarius, you especially want to get hydrated in preparation for that. Air and fire signs have really hard time staying hydrated and staying nourished through food. So you wanna make sure to set intentions right now with this full moon, like this is our check-in point, right? We're halfway through the lunar cycle. So we're checking in and seeing what we need to do, what we need to shift, what we need to let go of, anything that's not supporting us. And we also wanna develop like new habits and drop the other ones that we need to. So develop that habit to drink plenty of water so you keep carrying over as we move into this next season of air. So I'll take a drink to that. Little cheers tonight. And then I also want to bring in the energy of water through the power of plant medicine and essential oils. So essential oils are typically collected through steam distillation. They are the water energy of the plant essence. And so that's why we can use them to connect to water. I have a couple of different ones tonight. The first one I have is Clary Sage. Now I'm not gonna be using this personally tonight, but you can use this anytime you're trying to open up your third eye. Anytime you're trying to see more clearly, right? We're using this clear quartz, this clary sage. We're trying to see more clearly, activate our intuition, our inner guru, our inner wisdom. Clary sage can be really useful for that. You can also just diffuse it or if you want, dilute it with some sort of carrier oil just with like a drop and anoint your third eye. You can also anoint with your oils your third eye for what you know, your wrists, for your heart chakra and what you do, your pulse points, and then your ankles for where you go. Now, another oil you can use, speaking of anointing, is myrrh. Myrrh, again, I'm not going to be pulling this one out to use. It's a very concentrated, very strong oil. Myrrh is the oil of the mother energetically. Now, I want to take note that if you have any sort of um, upcoming surgery or you just had a recent surgery, if you're pregnant, you want to be careful with using myrrh because it is a blood thinner or any time that you need to be cautious with thinning your blood. I have a genetic bleeding disorder, so I'm very cautious with using myrrh. I usually only steam, um, I'm sorry, I usually only distill it. Um, my son is knocking on the door. It's a distraction. Sorry. <laughs> so normally I just use it in my, um, diffuser in, 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 yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I usually only diffuse it and smell it. Um, or I'll just smell it straight from the bottle, but it's a very grounding oil. It does help to bring in that sensation of earth energy. And then it brings in that energy of the mother. So you can use myrrh oil to help work on your mother wounds, especially grounding in. If you're doing that deep shadowy work, if you need a little bit of energetic support from the plants. Now, finally, we have rose. And again, I'm not going to be using this one personally tonight because it's a very expensive oil. It's very concentrated and um, I just don't want to waste it right now. I used some rose oil earlier today because I've already been in my spiritual practices for the moon. But if you have rose oil, I highly suggest using that one right now because it works with the 
heart chakra. It works with your heart center, and it also helps you with the processing of your emotions and your feelings. It can kind of nurture you and comfort you and help you to view everything with a little bit more grace, love, tenderness. This Cancer full moon tends to bring up our emotions, tends to make us feel things, and Rose will allow you to feel those things in a very gentle and supportive way. So just a recap, we have those crystals of rose quartz, clear quartz. Maybe you're working with some sort of pointed crystal to help enhance the energy. I also have this Oklahoma rose rock and this desert rose selenite. I also have the earth energy of Palo Santo, combining that with the element of fire to create that element of wind or smoke or air, that smudging smoke that helps to cleanse our spaces. It helps to cleanse our energy, helps to purify the space that we're connecting to, and then bringing in that element of water through the essential oils, through just consuming water, having water here by my side. And then finally, that fifth element, I've already mentioned it. It is the ether. It is the space that we are connecting to through the internet, the interwebs, the digital world. And again, I mentioned it withstands time and this three-dimensional space. So you are taking in all of the energies that I've just introduced right now. Everybody that tunes in in the future will also receive these energies and it will all continue to enhance the more people that tune in. So let's take a deep breath, receiving these energies now, what they have to offer. Maybe close the eyes, ground back in. We just brought in all five elements of earth. We want to really connect to that earth energy, gravity below us, planetary core pulling us down. It's like we have this tether from our spine and the tip of our tailbone all the way down to earth's center, just holding us here in the present as we connect to this full moon. If your eyes are closed, you could continue to keep them closed or you could open them. I'm now going to be bringing in the guides and guardians of the five directions. This is a simple prayer that I like to do with every transmission. I do want to mention that the last time I was on, and I'm notorious for this, I forgot to release our guides and guardians, but I almost did that intentionally because I really felt that we needed that energy with us until now. I feel like we've needed a lot of guidance since the beginning of the year. So I hope that you felt those guides and guardians with you if you tuned into the previous circle. But now tonight, we will release them before I sign off. So don't let me forget. <laughs> I'm going to do it tonight. But we'll go ahead and bring in the guides and guardians now. So I'm going to bring in just this little cute little terminated uh, wand and I'm going to bring that up and around me in that clockwise direction back down to the heart and now I will begin. We'll start by inviting in the guides and guardians of the east, the element of air. We feel it so strongly right now with this Aquarius season on the rise in just a couple of days. We feel the breaths of fresh air as our energy shifts and changes. And we look to deep breaths to help us get through whatever comes up. We look to the element of air to help 
dry out whatever needs to come through from the deepest places of our watery surfaces. We thank the guides and guardians of the East for being here tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with the element of fire. So strong with this full moon, illuminated by our fiery sun, reflecting that energy onto us now. And we feel it. We feel a little fired up. We're ready to make change. We're ready to energetically burn away what no longer serves. For when we burn it away, it can no longer be what it was before. It turns to ash. We can compost that and turn that into something else. Or we can leave it to the wind. We can throw it into the waters. We can release it for good. We can let those waters of time take it. We thank the guides and guardians of the element of fire the guides and guardians of the South for being in our circle tonight and mentioning that water, the waters of time. We invite in the guides and guardians of the water in the direction of West. We know that water helps us to also release. It's the emotions, the waters that lie in our sacral chakra. We invite those waters to rise up tonight if we need to. We invite them in with this watery Cancerian moon representing the crab and the ocean and the salt water of the tears. We thank the guides and guardians of the West for being here. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with the element of Earth that keeps us tethered here to this planet, tethered into this human experience, this human body, these human feelings that we know we're connected to the ego, but we also know that we chose to come down into this experience. And so we ask for guidance from those that have already been here before, our ancestors, our elders, the seven generations behind us. We also invite in the energy of the seven generations ahead of us, inspiring us now to live in support with one another on this collective planet. We thank the guides and guardians of the North for being here with their element of Earth tonight. And finally, we invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, those in the spirit realms, in the rest of the cosmos, anything beyond this earthly planet, protectors, angels, archangels, cosmic beings, deities, anyone else, anything else, energy of source, energy of light. We thank you for being in our circle tonight, providing the wisdom that you have to offer. <sighs> With that, our circle is sealed and open, and I welcome you in. So, Cancer full moon. Well, let's talk a little bit about the full moon and what that means. Let's go back to astronomy, a little bit less woo, a little bit more physical science. If I was the earth right now, sitting here, right here in the middle, on the other side of me would be the moon. And on the other side of me would be the sun. 
And so right now the sun is reflecting onto the moon, which is reflecting onto the earth, onto us. And that's why we can see it. It's lit up. And we feel that energy. And we're actually gravitationally pulled up to the moon. We're a little lighter on earth right now. If you stand on a scale, you're not going to notice like a huge difference, but you are going to feel it. You feel a little lighter. You feel a little bit more vibrational or vibrant. Maybe you feel at a higher frequency or maybe you feel more pulled up into your head because we have heightened prana, heightened life force energy. Remember the sun is our light source, a little bit of our life force. So when we're reflecting that sun energy onto us, we're increased in our life force energy. So prana is heightened. We're pulled into our head. We might have an overactive mind right now. We might be overthinking things, which leads to us being a little over emotional. So even though we're pulled up into our mind, we're also affected in our water energy. If you think about our earthly planet, the full moon affects the tides, right? And there's actually a very particular full moon every single year that all of the corals in the ocean spawn at once. And it's this one full moon every year. And it's the same thing with like the sea turtles and the eggs hatching and just different things, blue wells being born. We're very connected to the moon. And so we're also connected to this water energy, just like the oceans. And we have water energy inside in what we Known as our a second energy center. It's our sacral chakra. It kind of is that pelvic area. It's where our kidneys are. We do have some water there, the bladder, things like that. But it's also the energetic water. So our emotions and our emotional processing happens here. And sometimes things can feel a little stuck there. So this full moon might be rising things up to the surface. You might have feelings come up. You might have things that you need to process. You might have those feelings coming up and out in different ways that we emote. It might be crying. It might be laughing. It might be laughing and crying at the same time. It might be rage. It might be yelling, screaming, taking things out in a different way, misinterpreting, you know, feeling triggered. We're very sensitive right now. We're always that way during a full moon, but we're extra sensitive depending on how the moon is affecting us with the zodiacal influence. So right now we're in a cancer moon, cancer full moon. Cancer is a water sign. So we're going to be connected to that water even more strongly. And we're going to be extra sensitive and extra emotional. Anybody want to mention in the comments that they've been that way? So for example, my husband is a cancer moon. My son is a cancer moon. Did you hear him shaking at the door earlier? <laughs> he needs his mama. And I've really been there today. I've really dropped into that mother energy of the cancer moon. I've been very domestic right now. Very domestic today. <laughs> Up until this point where I dropped into this transmission. And right before this, everybody was fed. My baby was bathed. You know, the house was clean. Everything was good to go for me to now have my time to mother myself and nurture myself. But if you've been feeling over-emotional, just know that it's normal. If you've been lashing out, it's normal. We have some other things playing in right now. Venus retrograde, Mercury retrograde. We're going to get to that in a bit. Plays with the heart. Plays with our sensitivities even more. A lot of miscommunication, misunderstandings can happen during this time. And then we enhance it with all the full moon stuff. So it's a big cosmic bang going on right now. And we're feeling it. So it's normal to feel a little out of alignment along the way. 
So I'm curious to know if anybody is a Cancer sun, moon, or rising. Feel free to throw that in the comments. By the way, you don't always feel the energies of the moon right at the peak of the full moon. And actually, the peak of the full moon already happened earlier this morning. But we may feel those energies of the moon, you know, up to 24 hours before and after, maybe 48 hours before and after the peak. So maybe you were feeling it yesterday. Maybe you're feeling it tomorrow. Yesterday, I was feeling a little over-emotional. Kind of teared up at some things. I was kind of just crying and sensitive. And I don't feel that way today. So that's an example of how our energy can shift, just depending on how we're aligning with our own energy. So let's talk about Cancer. Cancer is the sign of the cosmic crab. It's also the sign of the great cosmic mother. This is a water sign, and we are in the energy of nurturing ourselves. We're in the energy of feeling our feels, allowing ourselves to emotionally process, feeling safe to do so. This is all about that mother nurturing feeling of being at home. And maybe you didn't have a good nurturing home growing up with your mother. If you're somebody like me who was a product of childhood trauma and childhood abuse, did not have a good relationship with my mother. My mother's actually still alive. I am 38 years old. I have not spoken to my mother since I was around 21. Isn't that crazy? We're just estranged. And, and you know, it's, I do believe she never wanted me. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And I've accepted that because I'm here. I'm here and I'm thriving and I'm doing my own thing, but I've learned to mother myself. And some of you have read my blogs or heard my story, but I'll tell you one thing, that when my mother was never there for me, guess what actually mothered me in the long run? The moon. Yeah. Because once I started learning about the moon, I started understanding my energy. Once I started working with the moon, I started to understand how to work with that flux and flow of my energy. I started to allow myself to be sensitive, to cry, to, you know, have times where I didn't want to do anything and I just wanted to rest. I grew up with a lot of responsibilities as a child and I wasn't allowed to play, have fun, rest, do nothing. I had to take life very seriously and I also had to shut down my emotional processing. I was not allowed to cry or be soft. That affected me for a long time and I'm thankful that now I'm able to do all of those things that I couldn't do at an earlier time in life because the emotional processing has helped heal me in so many ways. But just know that if you do not have that relationship with your mother, it's okay. And this is a really good time to be working on that. So this full moon in Cancer, energy of the great mother, let the moon mother you. Let astrology and the knowledge of the stars mother you and comfort you and nurture you. And let them help you heal and start to discover all of the space that you can create when you let go of that anger you know, low frequency emotions that are attached to the situation. Now, if you have a great relationship with your mother, amazing, great. I am so happy for you, honestly, because I am a mother now and I want nothing better but for my child to experience a great relationship with me or my future children to experience a great relationship with me, right? So if you have a great relationship with your mother, honor her during this time. Send your mother a text after this transmission. Tell her that you love her. Tell her that you appreciate her. Let's not wait until Mother's Day. Let's do it now. 
honor your mother or any other mother figure in your life as well. Again, for me, it's the moon. I spent a lot of time today really honoring the energy of the moon. I also did it last night. Last night, I drew my curtains wide open. I had my little guy um, sleep in the other room with my husband. I had the whole bed to myself and the whole room to myself. And I just took in that moonlight all night long and let it mother me. And I've done the same tonight. And I've just really sat with this Cancerian lunar energy. But find that place to honor your mother, whatever that mother energy means to you. And then let's get into the energy of the cosmic crab. So the crab is very hard shelled, but the crab lives amongst the salt water and is very mushy inside. Cancer energy is about feeling your emotions, allowing yourself to be soft, allowing yourself to let down that guard and just be a little soft and be a little open. Be a little sad or salty or whatever you need to feel. And then also thinking about the hermit crab. Allow yourself to be a hermit right now. You know, full moon, sometimes a full moon energy brings an energy of socialization, of partying and celebration and being with other people. Sometimes it's quite the opposite. And right now we're in that energy of turning within, being at home. If home is not your sanctuary, if home is not where you feel safe, do you have a place where you can be, where you feel at home? Because cancer energy is about feeling at home. Cancer energy is your grandma's apple pie, or for me, it's my grandma's fried pies or chocolate gravy and homemade biscuits. Cancer energy is your favorite worn out t-shirt that's got all the holes in it, but you still wear it. Or for me, maybe it's that pair of sweatpants that I've worn a thousand times that are so worn out, they look like a pair of Yeezys at this point, (laughs) but I still love them. Cancer energy is a bowl of hot soup or, you know, a cup of hot tea when you're not feeling good. Cancer energy is your favorite movie, your favorite book, maybe even a good piece of chocolate. Cozying up on your couch with a snuggly blanket. Cozying up with your partner or your family or your loved ones. Cozying up with your pets, your animals. Getting snuggly. That's how you want to make yourself feel right now with this full moon energy. So I encourage you over the next few days, if not tonight, to prioritize that. Prioritize some downtime, some snuggly, cozy, comfy time. Make yourself feel good. So I want to move on to some other astrological events that are happening right now. We're also dealing with a couple of retrogrades. We have Venus in retrograde. She'll continue to be in retrograde until January 29th. We also have Mercury retrograde. He's back. Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Mercury's in Gatorade. The microwave is in Gatorade. I don't know. There's so many now. It's hilarious. I love all the memes that come out around this time. I share a lot of them on my social media. By the way, feel free to follow me, Vina Lene, on Instagram, on Facebook. And then the podcast, of course, Follow Your Path. But if you search Vina Lene, you'll find the Follow Your Path podcast as well. Follow me on YouTube, Vina Lene. <laughs> Might as well put it out there, right? So let's talk about Mercury first because Mercury is the most familiar, uh, Mercury retrograde is the most familiar planetary shift next to full moons. 
people hear about it a lot and they might not know what it means, but they know to blame a lot of things on it. <laughs> Mercury is the planet of communication and expression. So during a time when Mercury is retrograde, i.e. appearing to spin backwards, those things are affected in a backwards kind of way. So communication can be challenging. And maybe that means through your tech as well. So your cell phones might not work or your internet might not work or your social media might be weird right now. Or maybe just what you're saying isn't being received right, however you're communicating it. Maybe it's the other way around and you're especially triggered. I'm not going to lie. Like my husband came home from work today and he said one sentence and I was like, trigger, trigger, trigger. And he didn't mean that at all. He didn't mean it at all. And I didn't, I, I responded briefly in a, in a very quick full moon way, but then I caught myself and I was like, mm, I'm going to pull this back and think about it. He went, took a shower. I thought about it. I thought he didn't mean it this way. We talked about it afterward in a nice, calm way. <laughs> I was able to say, hey, what you said kind of triggered me and this is why. And he was like, oh, I didn't mean that that way. I'm sorry. Problem resolved. But just know that that can happen right now. Don't get into conflict with people. Don't have really intense, important conversations with people unless you feel really supported to do so. Don't be a keyboard warrior. Don't get into a fight with somebody online. It's just not worth it. Let's also talk about expression. You might have trouble expressing yourself right now, actually literally meaning your throat chakra and your vocal cords are affected. This is a time when the throat chakra starts to flare a little bit or get imbalanced or blocked. So ears, nose, and throat can all start to come into play. You might have sinus infection, colds, excess mucus, um, anything like strep, you know, probably not necessarily COVID because it's more respiratory, but just anything related to the throat. So nourish your throat chakra right now from now until February 3rd, really until about February 10th until that. So Mercury will go direct on February 3rd. There'll be like a post shadow phase as well for about a week after. So nourish your throat right now with those warm soups and those hot teas and those hot beverages, maybe a little bit of honey, anything that's juicy, like juicy fruits like strawberries and watermelons, you know, anything that really gets down into the throat and makes it feel really nourished. Those are things you want to incorporate into your diet right now to help support your throat chakra during mercury retrograde. It's also good to take more silence. So maybe you're taking a Vipassana, an actual like silent meditation or silent retreat, or maybe you're just doing your own thing where you're turning more within and you're taking more silence. Maybe you're taking a little break from social media or just however you want to do that. But taking more time for yourself to, you know, turn within and listen within the Third eye is really strong right now along with the um, ears, nose, and throat and the throat chakra. So you can hear a lot of things from within right now if you just slow down and you're quiet and you listen. So you have to take time for meditation. You have to take time for relaxation and just listening to yourself. And also if you take vows of silence, maybe it's just for a few hours, or I like to do a sun up to sun down thing like every so often, you'll really start to listen to the chatter of your mind. You'll listen to how you wanted to respond to something. And you might start to check yourself a little bit, check your ego and learn to filter a little bit better once you do start to activate your throat chakra 
again. The throat chakra is the filter from the heart. It's the connection from the heart to the the soul and the spirit. So everything that comes through your throat chakra is right in between your heart and your soul. So make sure you're balancing that and you're bringing things out of the throat chakra that really level up your frequency and don't block that energetic flow as you move up more into cosmic consciousness. Mercury retrograde is a time when you don't want to make, you know, business partnerships, you don't want to sign contracts, you don't want to make big purchases unless you absolutely have to. A lot of times you'll have buyer's remorse, especially avoid electronics if you have to. Um, Just all of that stuff can go a little wonky right now. Now we're going to add in Venus retrograde. Venus is going to be retrograde until January 29th. Now anytime a Venus, the planet of love, relationship, sex, a little bit of money, worthiness, pleasure. When she's in retrograde, it's all about matters of the heart. It's all about matters of the sacral chakra because this is where we feel that pleasure, that worthiness, and that love, that open-heartedness feeling. You know, we might feel a little bit more of a pull right now to go in a different direction that aligns more with our heart energy. This is also a time, both with Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde, that people that are connected to your heart and your heartstrings might be coming up and they're people from the past. I kid you not, I have just had so many random people in the past three weeks show up from my past that were either in my own personal past or somehow connected to my heartstrings or somehow connected to a little bit of like trauma or wounds within my sacral chakra, within my heart. It's been like, I can't even, (laughs) I can't even say it out loud because I fear that this person might tune into the transmission, this person that popped up very recently in my life. And it's not somebody that I had a personal relationship with, but it was somebody that caused some heartache in my life via my relationship of my now husband. Um, So it's just weird that those things can come up right now. But the reason that these people come up from our past back into our lives right now during Mercury retrograde, during a Venus retrograde, it's because we're reanalyzing the relationship. So anytime we have a retrograde, it appears that a planet is spinning backwards as it passes by our orbit. It's just physics. That planet is spinning backwards um, to us because it's moving in a faster orbit than us and it's kind of moving by us all at once. But backwards is kind of what you think about. You think about remembering, reflecting, redirecting, redoing, reanalyzing, relationships. And that's why relationships pop up. But it's time for you to look at the energetic exchange and ask yourself if you want to keep it the same or if you want to change it. Do you want to change it for the good? Do you want to enhance the frequency? Do you want to enhance the energetic connection? I've had a couple of people do tarot readings with me recently and they've had, um, They've been looking for guidance with love life and relationship because they've had people from their past come up and it seems like the relationship is really good. Well, during a Venus retrograde and even during a Mercury retrograde sometimes, the relationship can seem good. 
But Mercury in Greek mythology is represented by Hermes, the trickster. And we can be really tricked during this time. So do not be deceived by matters of the heart with your connections to people. Don't let the heart take over. Don't let the ego and its attachment to that person take over. Really make sure that you're putting on that crab hard shell, that you're protecting yourself, that you're protecting your energy. Know if you really want to open up to that person or not. Do you trust that relationship? Now, if you're not feeling good about the energetic change, it's time to set a boundary or cut a cord completely. I've been really adamant. There's been several people pop up with friend requests to me on social media, people that I haven't talked to in a really long time. Normally, in the past, I would have just said yes. I would have just accepted just to be nice, just to be like, yeah, I knew this person at once in my life. Yeah, whatever. But now I'm kind of like, no, you know, I don't really need all these people like kind of seeing what's going on in my personal life if I don't have a relationship with them, if I haven't seen them or talked to them in a really long time. So this time around, as these people pop back in, I'm reanalyzing the energetic exchange and I'm saying, no, I'm not going to allow it right now. Venus retrogrades a little softer than the energy of Mercury retrograde. When Mercury retrograde happens, we have these people pop back up. We're usually just like, no, uh, uh-uh, see you later. Leave me alone. But when Venus comes in, we can be a little bit more graceful and peaceful with the severing of the ties of the relationship. So for example, I didn't decline these friend requests. I just left them in limbo. So I don't have to respond to them. They're just going to hang out there. Eventually that person will forget and be like, oh, maybe she doesn't ever check that stuff. You know, peacefully let go of the issue, didn't have anything to worry about. I also mentioned earlier the mother wounds, right? Like this is not something that you have to heal on the external by like literally like having a conversation with your mother, right? Like I don't need to call up my mom or show up on her doorstep and have a conversation with her to heal my internal mother wound. I do the work on myself and I heal from the heart. Like I move out of forgiveness and I move out of that understanding and I heal it from the inside so I'm not impacted on the outside. So this is another way that you can be using the energy, um, you know, this energetic exchange. If something's coming up around a mother wound or some sort of mother figure in your life that you need to heal, you can do it all from the inside, kind of heal that, let that go with grace, let that go with peace and not worry about it moving forward from here. So Venus is in retrograde, Mercury is in retrograde, things are going to be a little crazy until the end of the month, really after Lunar New Year on February 1st, maybe even until mid-February. The cosmos is really interesting right now and we just kind of got to ride along with the waves. But let's move over to the eastern side of the world and let's talk about Vedic astrology. I'm not an expert but it's something that I do dabble in. And in the Vedic side of the world, this moon is in Pushya Nakshatra. Pushya Nakshatra is the lunar mansion representing the star of nourishment. So again, we have this nourishing energy coming back in, this mothering energy, this energy that's saying, hey, with this full moon, you need to prioritize taking care of yourself, making yourself feel nurtured, not relying on others to do it for you, really giving it to yourself. 
Now, the other thing about this moon is the star of nourishment. This is the home to Brihaspati. Brihaspati is the Vedic god that is the guru to the gods. He is the teacher to the gods. So he's kind of like the god's guru. And this means that this is a beautiful time to be honoring that energy of the guru. Do you have any important teachers in your life? For me, for example, I have a shaman that's come into my life over the past few years. It's been very important to me. She has guided me through a very deep energetic journey. She has brought my father through to me. She has connected to me to my spirit babies. She's a very important teacher to me and I have no doubt that I will continue to have a deeper connection with her in the future. So I just sent her a little love gift so that she would time with receiving it probably tomorrow because of Martin Luther King Day today. She's going to get it tomorrow. It's a total surprise. I didn't tell her that I was sending it to her, but I sent her a little love gift, a little housewarming gift, a little um, gift of some things to bless her studio and her new home with, and just a little like a little monetary love donation as well. A little thank you for all that she's done for me. So that was my way of really using this energy of the Pusha Nakshatra, of the energy of Brihaspati to honor my own guru. So if you have a guru or if you have a teacher, this is a really beautiful time to simply say, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. And for my other teachers, if they happen to be tuning into this transmission, Kate, Ganga, Sandy, I love you all as well. And I'm so, so grateful that I walked into the doors of every single one of your lives. I'm so grateful for everything that you've taught me to this point. It's funny that this is the topic at hand too, because I'm teaching a beginner's yoga at my um, studio right now. And yesterday we were talking all about the different gurus and the lineages of yoga. So it's kind of fun that this is the energy right now with the full moon. I'm feeling very aligned with this moon. Um, in my uh, newsletter, in my Moon Musings news newsletter that I sent out today, I also shared an old blog that was about my mother wound. And ironically, I happened to write it during a new moon in Cancer and, or sorry, during um, a full moon in Capricorn and Cancer season. So right now we're in the full moon of Cancer and we're in Capricorn season. So it's almost like I've come on the other side of that now and I'm reflecting back because this Mercury Venus retrograde just happened to bring it all up again. So honor your teachers, honor your gurus, Honor your mothers. Maybe your mother is a teacher or a guru or both for you. And then also honor the moon for what she has to teach us and what she has to offer us. So much energy there when we learn to align and work with her. And also honor your inner light, your inner guru, because everything you ever need to know is already within you. Now, that doesn't mean that we go to seek out more knowledge elsewhere, but I'll tell you every time I take a training, most of the things I learn, I just have these aha moments of like, man, I kind of already knew that inside. It was like ancient wisdom encoded into me that just needed to be brought out by a teacher or a guru. And that's what teachers or gurus do. I'm speaking from my own experience as a teacher, as a coach, as a guru in some people's eyes. I'm a guide. I just bring out the light in you. I just help you through the darkness because I've probably been there before, if not completely in the way that you have in some form or fashion that's similar. 
So I bring out in you what you already know, what you already have encoded within you. We go to these trainings. We go for more education. We go to learn more because we have that ancient wisdom within us and it's trying to come out. So we have to pursue it. And sometimes we need somebody else to help us get there. But within, it's always there. So take time during this moon to meditate to dream, to be with yourself and ask yourself what is calling you right now. You know, what is your medicine? Maybe you just, you know, Palo Santo smells really good and you need to smudge and cleanse your energy. Maybe you're being called to learn more about the moon. Maybe you're being called to dive a little deeper and heal your mother wounds or whatever it is. Listen to what calls you right now. And listen to where you're attracting the desire to learn more because your heart is going to ignite right now with the fire to start learning more in 2022. Six is a year of community. Six is a year of magic. So it's a time for you to discover your gifts and to seek them out amongst the collective and seek out learning amongst the collective and also use your gifts to enhance the frequency of the collective. But you got to learn about them first. You got to listen to yourself. You got to activate your inner wisdom, your psychic gifts, and your intuition. This full moon can help you with that. So that's really all I have to say about the astrology of things, both the Vedic side and the Western world. This Cancer moon bringing in the energy of the Great Mother, the Cosmic Crab, Pushya Nakshatra bringing in the Star of Nourishment, nourishing energy. Again, that mothering energy. The energy of Brihaspati, our gurus, our teachers, our inner guru, our inner light. This is what this full moon brings to the table right now. I also want to mention that this is a time for us to make sure that we're prioritizing self-care moving forward. So the things that we do now with this full moon are going to carry over into cancer season, which is more in the summertime, just before we hit summer. So everything we do now, we need to start putting on the calendar these, these things that we do to nourish ourselves, right? So maybe it is time for moon circles, spiritual practices. Maybe it's time for yourself to just relax. Maybe it's time for a nice hot bath every night. Whatever it is to help you replenish, recharge, and keep your energy balanced, that's really important to prioritize right now. So if you have to schedule it in or put it on the calendar, make sure that you're doing that right now with this moon. So I have a tarot reading for us tonight. I also really quickly want us to do a spiritual practice. We're coming up on about an hour right now, so we'll go a little over tonight. Excuse me, we usually do. (laughs) Well, we usually go about 75 minutes, but this is a very simple practice. I want you to tap into your feelings, something that we want to do with this moon right now. Now, you can write down your feelings. One of my favorite journal prompts is I feel and just fill in the blank. Whatever comes to mind, just free write for like five, 10 minutes, let it all out, air it out, bring it to the surface. But you can also do it with your throat chakra, right? So Mercury retrograde restricts our throat chakra, limits our throat chakra. We're going to strengthen it with vibration with mantra we're going to give our emotions feelings i'm going to take a deep breath in and out and i'm going to say the words i feel 
and I want you to say how you feel out loud. And I'm going to join you with this. And we are going to do this for one solid minute. Are you ready? First thing that comes to mind, don't hesitate. Notice how I'm <clears throat> scratching my throat. It's because when we don't like to process our emotions or when we've been programmed to shut our emoting down, it starts to lock up in our throat chakra. And that's what happened just now. Energetically, I was like, oh gosh, I know what's coming. And my emotions tried to shut that down. But I'm not going to let it happen. You're going to do this with me for one solid minute. I'm watching the clock here. Here we go. Join me. I feel nervous. I feel a little anxious. I feel happy. I feel abundant. I feel grateful. I feel vibrant, vibrational. I feel uplifted in my frequency. I feel faithful. Keep going. Say it with me. I feel... I feel energized. I feel ready to be up a little later tonight and kind of work on some things. I feel like reading my book and finishing it in the next couple of days. I feel like I'm able to really breathe deeply right now. I feel so grateful that I have this transmission to connect to all of you lovely moon sisters and moon brothers. I love doing these moon circles. I feel really grateful I get to do these moon circles. I feel like really good in my office right now now that I've cleaned up my spaces we've got maybe just a few more seconds keep going I feel I still feel anxious um, I feel like I'm holding back my energy a little bit I feel ready to take a bath I'm feeling a little hungry maybe one more I feel joy deep breath in and out Close your eyes. Take a moment to breathe. Maybe place your hands on your belly or near your low belly in that sacral chakra. Breathe deep into these spaces. Nourish these spaces with breath, with prana and life force energy. Every exhale, ground, release tension, release restriction on the breath. Connect to the core of the earth. Stay present. Keep breathing in and out. Connecting, connecting, connecting. Grounding, grounding, grounding. Reflecting, reflecting, reflecting. Nourishing, nourishing, nourishing. Responding, responding, responding. If your eyes are closed, blink them open. Welcome back. Give your feelings air. Speak them out loud. Give them validity no matter what they are, no matter how they make you feel to say them out loud. There's no judgment. We're just bringing more awareness to things. When we air things out from our waters, when we bring them to the surface, they lighten us. We lighten up, right? So this is your opportunity to do that. And if that wasn't enough, that one minute or so, do it more. After this transmission or any time you feel you have stuck energy, just start with I feel. Give it all validity. Shine light on it. Just like this full moon is shining light on us now. 
So I'd like us to move on to our tarot reading. Feel free again to utilize the comments, the chat, if you have anything that you want to put in. By the way, if you catch the replay and you want to put anything in the comments, I do go back and check them. I do go back and respond to them. I personally love communicating through the ether, so feel free to connect with me there. Let's talk about the tarot. Before we do the reading, I'm going to take a deep breath and drop in. Calling on the energy of these cards to bring through whatever messages we need to receive. I think the energy of the cards are being in our circle tonight. I trust what they have to offer us. So every moon, every full moon, every new moon, I pull a card for the past, the present, and the future. For our past card, I pulled the Two of Swords. And it's funny because in our past transmission, in our new moon in Capricorn, I pulled the Two of Wands for our future card. So the Two of Wands represents two paths you can take, two choices. Two of Swords represents a balancing act. So maybe now we're on the other side and we've learned how to balance our energy. This Two of Swords is also representing just the past two years, the sacrifices that we've had to make, and also the balancing act that we've had to restructure, right? We haven't been able to be as social. Maybe we had to quarantine or isolate or be in lockdown and not even be able to go somewhere else. We've really had to restructure that home, work, life, family, relationship balance. You know, right now, in this very moment, I'm here in my office upstairs in my home. My son and my husband, Cancer Moons, are downstairs. They're watching a movie. It's a little loud, but you know what? I'm here doing my thing. There's a little rumble in the background, but I'm comfortable here. And I didn't want to get out in the cold or go to the studio or distract myself with work. I wanted to be here because this is about a balancing act. I'm able now from being here all day, domesticating all day, spending time with my son, now I can spend time with myself and not have mom guilt or mom shame. I've got my husband fully prepared for the evening. My toddler is totally ready to go to bed. And I'm good to work and I'm good to do my thing and I'm good to have my spiritual practices and take self-care and do whatever I need. Life is about a balancing act. So this two of swords is telling you right now as you're in this Mercury retrograde, you're in this Venus retrograde, this is a time of reflection. Full moons are a time of release. Swords are a sign of release. So we're asking ourselves to release anything that throws us out of alignment, anything that throws us out of balance. It's time to release it. It's time to restructure it. And Venus representing that planet of love, that planet of pleasure, that planet of worthiness. Understand that you are worthy of having balance in your life. Another word for balance is peace. You are worthy of having peace. You are worthy of cutting cords with anyone that takes away your peace. You are worthy of having that feeling of just being in alignment with your energy centers and your chakras and your energetic flow. You deserve to feel that. So this two of swords is saying, hey, during this retrograde season, look back, reflect, and cut ties with anything that you need to that stands in the way. Moving on to our present card, we have the Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> 
The Wheel of Fortune represented by the number 10, as in one, as in new beginnings. And guess what happens in just a few weeks? Guess what happens right at the end of this lunar cycle and just at the beginning of the next lunar cycle, the lunar cycle of Aquarius, we move into Lunar New Year. Chinese New Year on February 1st. So we're turning the wheel of energy from the energy of the ox to the energy of the tiger. The energy of the ox is about grounding in. It's almost that Capricorn energy too. Capricorn is the goat. This is the ox. They both have these horns. They're putting their head down. They're grounding in. They're a little stubborn. The ox is kind of heavy set, grounding into structure structure of the big boned body of the animal, you know, structure of the planet, structure of our society, everybody affecting everybody. But now we're moving into the tiger, which is a little bit more of a solo energy. The tiger can find a partner or the tiger can find a pack, but the tiger can also hunt alone and usually does. So we're in an energy of going after what we want, going after what we desire, what we seek, finding our prey and going after it, enjoying the hunt along the way, embracing courage, boldness, strength, and also just believing that we can be successful, that we can achieve our dreams, that we can make them come true, that we can be fortunate. The Wheel of Fortune represents fortune. It also has the symbol of Jupiter on it. Jupiter is the biggest planet in our galaxy. Jupiter is the planet of joy, luck, abundance, and fortune. So pulling this Wheel of Fortune as a present card, we're being reminded that, hey, we're in a time of second chances. We're in a time of new beginnings. We're on the cusp of a whole new lunar year, 13 more lunar cycles to repeat the energy over again. And sometimes the Wheel of Fortune represents a little bit of that stuff coming back around and around and around again, right? Retrograde season. We're literally in it right now. So take note of everything that comes back around and make sure that as you move forward, if you're keeping it on your wheel, if you're keeping these people and these relationships in your life, that they're going to promote your joy, your growth, your expansion, maybe even your fortune. Hi, Lisa. Lisa says she likes that card. I like it too. But it gets really interesting with this reading because just as we pulled the card representing Jupiter, joy, luck, expansion, wheel of fortune, present time, our future card is... The tower, also represented by Jupiter. The tower represents divine intervention, the destiny of God. It's a series of fortunate events, unfortunate events. I think it's how you view it. Maybe it's just a series of events that lead to things being not like they were before. So the tower is being struck by lightning. It's on flames. We've got the man and the woman falling separately. So remember how I said to take caution with Venus retrograde and these people that come back in your life that ignite your fire and pull at your heartstrings. And maybe it seems almost too good to be true, 
Well, the Tower card is saying that once that Venus retrograde is over on January 29th and once that Mercury retrograde ends on February 3rd or maybe the post-shadow on February 10th, that things might have not been what they seemed, that things might have been too good to be true and it might be time for you two to go your separate ways again. And this might be romantic relationships, it might be just friendships, it might be business partnerships, but just know that things might change between you two or between the relationship on the other side of things in the next lunar cycle in this next year to come. Now this card is represented by the number 16. 16 is also seven, one plus six is seven in numerology. And 2023, two plus two plus three is seven. So 2023 is a seven year. And I think the tower is telling us by the time we get to 2023, or maybe once this eclipse series is over 18 months from now. So this is another interesting thing in this next lunar cycle, depending on how you're looking at astrology, some people already believe that we've made the shift from the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse series into the Taurus Scorpio series. Some people believe that we're about to hit it in this next month or so. So this could be representing that brand new eclipse series that we're moving through over the next 18 months. And by the time we get into mid 2023, things are going to be a lot different than they were before. This could also literally mean that expansion is happening and that things are just going to be different. It doesn't have to mean like mass destruction. Now, it can mean that because we do have Mars shifting energy, Mars and Venus in the next few weeks, Mars and Venus are going to come into what we call in Vedic astrology, a Graha Yuda. When we're in a Graha Yuda, that means that the planets are at war with one another. We're in a planetary battle or planetary war. And this can cause a lot of energetic tension with us. This can cause us to feel things like hurricanes, tsunamis, volcanoes, earthquakes, just like weird stuff too. Like maybe it's like, a locust plague, you know, like we, it could be things that we never expected, like coronavirus, like a global pandemic, right? There's a lot of things that could happen in the future up until mid 2023 or kind of over the next year or so that are going to make things never like they were before. Now, the good news is we are already adapted to this, right? And I think that's why I pulled the Wheel of Fortune, both sides of Jupiter, because we're ready for what's ahead. As the events start to turn and change ahead of us, we're prepared for them. So again, maybe it's fortunate events. Maybe it's unfortunate events. Maybe it's just events because the Two of Swords says, hey, everything's a balancing act. And at some point, we have to make all of these shifts and changes in order for us to come back into equilibrium, in order for our planet to come back into equilibrium, in order for our society as a human collective to come back into equilibrium, for our frequencies to align again, we have to have things happen in a big way to change us from the way we ever were 
before. Now also remember that we're moving into the age of Aquarius. We're actually kind of there already. We're in the dawn of the golden age. We're in the age of Aquarius, but we're also moving into the season of Aquarius in two days. So on January 19th, we'll shift our energy from the energy of grounding earthy Capricorn, by the way, up until that great conjunction in 2021 on winter solstice, we were in a Capricornian age, a dark age. Now we've shifted into the Aquarius age, a light golden age. So in two days, January 19th, we'll also align with that energy and we might just have things come up that are different. We might have innovations in medicine, in science, in space exploration, in technology, and just the way that we understand energy. I do believe that this tower card is also representing the way that we kind of like conceptualize things, the way that we see things on this earthly planet or understand things. We're really starting to understand energy a lot differently. We're actually starting to believe that energy is a thing that we need to work with to heal ourselves. Chakras are not such a woo-woo thing anymore. We're actually talking about that. Epigenetics, something that I've looked into for the past eight or nine years, is now actually like a real thing and not some like weird woo-woo science. So we're starting to understand things differently. So just know that we are, with this tower card being pulled for the future, we're being prepared that new things are going to happen and we're going to kind of like shift our mindset and things aren't going to be the way that they were before. We're moving into a new world, a new earth, and a new normal. It's just time to embrace it and trust that it's for our growth and for our greater good. Sarah says, ooh, the tower card. <laughs> She's had a personal experience with that one. <laughs> so that's what I have for you tonight, Moon Sisters and Moon Brothers. If you do not have anything else for me, I want to release our guides and guardians of the five directions. I want to thank you for being here tonight, spending time with me. I love that I get to do these for free. There's a lot of things that I charge for, but my moon circles are one thing that I have really tried to keep free no matter what. So I'm really thankful that you spend this time with me or you tune into the transmissions and the replays because all of that helps support me as well. And it also shows me that you really enjoy these and that I want to keep doing them. I want to keep putting them on the calendar and make sure that I'm interweaving them into my schedule. Uh, before we go really quick, before I release the guides and guardians, I do want to let all of the moon sisters here, all of the women here on the transmission, I want you to know that early bird enrollment for conscious creatress is open now. You can go to venalenae.com. That's V-E-E-N-A-L-E-N-A-E.com slash C-C, the letters C. C for Conscious Creatress. That's going to take you right to the page. You can read all about the program. This is my 16-week signature manifestation program for women. We use the moon. We use the metaphysical. We use a little bit of the woo. We use a lot of things like meditation. We do shadow work. We heal our mother wounds. We heal our father wounds. We work on self-sabotaging behavior, old, outdated, false programming. We work around all of it to help you make your dreams come true for real, for good, that you stop making the vision board that you never make happen, or you stop journaling about your dreams but never taking action. I actually give you 
techniques and tools that you will integrate on a daily basis to make sure that you stay on track. I also have premium enrollment open for six spots only. I'm gonna work with six women through this program one-on-one -on -one in private sessions. You get eight private sessions total to check in and make sure that you're staying on track as well. Now, early bird enrollment is open through January 28th, so make sure you head over to vinalinae.com slash cc and check out that early bird pricing and everything I have to offer. And I feel like I was going to say one other thing about Conscious Creatress. Oh, it's a four-month program. So it's four lunar cycles. You're also going to learn about your four energy centers of manifestation or your first four energy centers. So your root chakra, sacral chakra, solar plexus, and heart. Heart chakra is really strong right now. Sacral chakra is really strong right now. Really good time to be working with these energy centers. So if you are interested in signing up before the next lunar cycle, make sure that you do enroll by February 4th. We're going to be dropping in and beginning the next round of the program with the Aquarius new moon. Lisa says, it's a great program. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, Lisa's gone through this program. Sarah's gone through this program. They're both on the transmission tonight. We've actually had a total of nine ladies go through this program, and every single one of you have made your dreams come true. Oh my God, it makes me so excited to think about. Like, I just think about the session I just had with you, Sarah, and how great it was. Um, Lisa, I've just looked at how much your life has changed. I know you had a little setback with your wrist breaking, but, you know, so much has changed with you. There's a couple of other ladies not here on the transmission, but I know one of them just had a baby. She just had her dream baby. It gives me chills. She's been working on her fertility journey for several years now. She just had her baby a few months ago. I'm so, not even a few months, it's been like a month. I'm so, so, so happy for her. I've just, I almost tear up. I think about all the things that all of you ladies have done and you've made your dreams come true. And it's just been like so amazing because the program itself was my dream and that I wanted to bring to the world and it made my dream come true to bring it to the world. And now all these women are using it and they're having amazing results. So, okay, I'm done talking about it. Go check it out. <laughs> I'm going to send you plenty of emails about it, advertise it on social media, but early bird pricing is available right now if you want to go ahead and get signed up. Okay, so let's release the guides and guardians of the five directions. Real great, uh, real quick, Sarah said, loved and I'm so grateful for the program. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so grateful for the program and what it's done for all of you. Okay, we're gonna release these guides and guardians. I'm gonna end my night. I'm gonna take a nice, hot, nurturing bath. It's gonna be great. I hope you enjoy your evening. Let's take a deep breath. <sighs> Releasing these guides and guardians now, starting with the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, the cosmic realms, the places beyond this earthly planet, the other dimensions, positive white light, and anything connected to source. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for activating us and awakening us. We thank you, guides and guardians of the ether and the element of the fifth dimension for being here tonight. We release you now. We also thank the guides and guardians of the north, the element of earth, our ancestors, our elders. Today is MLK Day. We honor Martin Luther King Jr. We honor the wisdom, the love, everything that he had to offer. We honor all of those that came before us, our history, what we've learned from it. We thank the seven generations ahead of us 
for all of the innovation they'll bring, new ways of living, new technologies. We thank these guides and guardians of the North and the element of Earth for being here now as we release you. We also thank the guides and guardians of the West with the element of water, that energy of time that we're grounded into on this earthly planet. We look back at the past to better prepare for our future and we hold ourselves in gratitude in the present. We also thank the energy of water for moving through us with this full moon in Cancer, activating our emotional processing, helping us to feel and express how we feel. We thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water for being in our circle tonight, and we now release you. We also thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire being in our circle tonight to help us burn away what no longer serves, for igniting our heart flames so that we set our energy towards heart connections that nurture us and serve our growth. We also thank the fire for shining light on anything that we need to bring attention to during this full moon. We thank the guides and guardians of the South, their element of fire, for being in our circle tonight, and we release you now. We also thank the guides and guardians of the East, the element of air. <sighs> Just deep sighs of relief, knowing that we're safe. We're supported, if anything, just by the moon. We're held on this planet and protected by so many energies. Things in the wind, on the other side of the veil that we just can't see right now, but we can feel it. We can breathe with what we feel. We can trust in it. We can have faith in the invisible. We also think the energy of prana moving through our element of air through our breath, nourishing us from the inside out. We thank the guides and guardians of the east, the element of air, for being in our circle tonight, and we release you now. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. And with that, our circle is complete. Thank you to everyone that tuned in tonight. If you're just catching this on the end of things, you can always grab the replay. And I will have the recording of the transmission also up on YouTube, on my website under Moon Musings, on the Follow Your Path podcast. You can find it all pretty much everywhere you tune in. But thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sending you a lot of full moon blessings tonight, sending you a lot of that deep nurturing, mothering energy that this full moon has to offer. We're going to meet again on Monday, January 31st to honor the new moon in Aquarius. We will have shifted into Aquarius season. We have, have moved into a Venus direct and we'll be just on the cusp of Mercury going direct. We'll be just on the cusp of Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, and we'll have lots to talk about. So I'll see you January 31st for our next new moon circle. Those are on Facebook for now, Vina Linnae Facebook page. If you go there under events, you will find them. 
you can tune into them. And I also have the information under live events on my Vina Lene website page. Until we meet again, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all feel loved. May we all know peace. May we all feel nurtured and safe. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Namaste. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online, depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media. So thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.